It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. George Floyd. That's the name of the unarmed black man who was murdered by Minneapolis police on Monday. The arresting officer, Derek Chauvin, the man who kneeled on George Floyd's neck for eight long minutes while Mr. Floyd cried out, I can't breathe, and begged for his life, and three other cops who stood by watching were fired, but no arrests have yet been made. For the third night in a row, some of the protests that started peacefully turned really ugly. On Thursday night, protesters breached Minneapolis's third police precinct from where the offending cops were based. MSNBC's Ali Velshi was on the scene. This just happened uh, within the last 15 minutes. Uh, the protesters, somebody got over the fence. There was a fence that had been installed since yesterday. Somebody got over it, got to the other side, and encouraged the crowd to push those fences down, which they did. Then somebody got into the police station, and that's when the police emerged on the roof. Uh, they have now moved to ground level, and this is the worrisome part. They were on the roof moving into the crowd. The fence has been breached, and protesters now getting closer and closer to the third precinct. Now, as Lawrence, you know, the third precinct here is where the four police officers were who were involved in the death of George Floyd on Monday. The police evacuated the precinct and it was subsequently set on fire. The National Guard had been called in earlier in the day, but were nowhere in sight as the third precinct went up in flames. Nor were there any police or firefighters in the vicinity. Protests also erupted in New York, Denver, Phoenix, Memphis, and other cities, demanding the prosecution of the cops involved. In Louisville, Kentucky on Thursday, five to 600 people turned out to demand justice for Breonna Taylor, a black woman fatally shot by police in her own home in March. It was a peaceful march through the downtown streets for more than six hours until shots rang out, hitting at least seven people, one of whom remains in critical condition. A police spokesman said that no officers discharged their service weapons, implying that the shooter was a civilian. Despite his issues with Twitter, more on that in a moment, Donald Trump took to his preferred mode of communication to weigh in on the events in Minneapolis shortly before 1 a.m. Eastern Time Friday morning, tweeting, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis. A total lack of leadership. Either the very weak, radical left mayor, Jacob Fry, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. He continued in a second tweet, which read, quote, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Waltz and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts? And he ends it with, thank you. Oh my God. That tweet was flagged by Twitter with a notice that reads, quote, This tweet violated the Twitter rules about glorifying violence. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible. Wow. The retweet and like functions were disabled on the tweet, and it was even later hidden, so you would have to click on view on the flagged notice from Twitter to read the offending tweet. And Donald Trump, 
in typical fashion, is apoplectic. He was already raging against Twitter for, for the first time, flagging two of his lie tweets, those that falsely claimed that vote by mail would cause the presidential election to be rigged, by adding a link below the offending tweets with the text, Get the Facts About Mail-In Ballots. So Trump characteristically responded with a threat against Twitter. And on Thursday, he signed an executive order seeking to strip social media companies of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act protections, a law that gives social media platforms legal immunity for content posted by third-party users, while also giving them cover to make good-faith efforts to moderate their platforms. And if you can believe it, the official White House Twitter account reposted that tweet from Donald Trump that was flagged by Twitter for promoting violence. Unreal. And if all that isn't enough, viewers of CNN's New Day Friday morning, shortly after 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 5 a.m. Minnesota Time, witnessed the arrest live on the air of CNN's reporter Omar Jimenez and his crew. And scattering the protesters at that point for people to clear the area. And so we walked away. I'm sorry? You're under arrest. Okay. Do you mind telling me why I'm under arrest, sir? Why why am I under arrest, sir? Officer's with CNN and he's on the air right now. Okay. Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz reportedly apologized to CNN Chief Jeff Zucker and promised the crew would shortly be released. And in related news, the House Judiciary Committee, controlled by Democrats, on Thursday asked the Justice Department to investigate police conduct in the wake of several recent killings of African Americans. Chair Gerald Nadler and other Democrats on the panel sent in a letter to the Attorney General that the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor suggested a possible pattern or practice of unconstitutional conduct by police. In a statement, Nadler said, Public trust in the blind administration of justice is being seriously tested by recent high-profile killings of African Americans. The FBI has launched investigations into three recent incidents, including Floyd's killing. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and The Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Please visit NicoleSandler.com. And while you're there, please click on that Donate button.